Hi, this is Russ Hackman coming up on the Wall Street Sweeper. Interest in mortgage rates are continuing to rise. Banks are being downgraded. How worried should we be? Plus, can technology stocks continue to rescue the market? And now, the Wall Street Sweeper with Russ Hackman. Sweeping away the clutter of Wall Street. Welcome once again. It's the Wall Street Sweeper with Russ Hackman. Russ Hackman and and the team at Hackman Wealth Partners helping you get a clear picture of your financial life and offices around Boston convenient to you in Wakefield, uh, Hingham, Waltham, and downtown. Uh, Russ Hackman, and also Russ is a big part of the show as the big guy at Hackman Wealth, but we also will, will be welcoming, and we do welcome Clear here, Senior Vice President, onto the show, and very soon we're going to be welcoming Jack Young, Russ, to the show. Yeah, it's great. Jack is uh, our VP. Jack, Claire, and myself are uh, partners and, uh, you know, the folks that actually clients uh, see and interact with. And Mm -hmm. we've got a bench, of course, of great people back at home that, you know, that work on our operations uh, and and planning and all the other work that we do. But I'll be glad to welcome uh, Jack onto the show. Yeah, and and folks know we normally do kick off the show by uh, talking a bit about the markets and the economy. Uh, Dave, you and I were just talking about this a little bit uh, before the show, but you know, yeah, the markets, uh, you know, can a little, a little, a little shaky, right? I mean, that's, that's if you kind peel of what the layers of the onion away, it doesn't look quite as good as it does on the surface. Yeah, there, there's a few things out there going on, and and again, we're not here to be sort of you know short-term traders, <clears throat> traders or anything like that, but we do like to be students of the market and the economy, and also these little these tea leaves out there are are what drive, you know, our long-term thinking and planning. So, uh, yeah, we have seen a couple of things. One is the 10-year U.S. Treasury uh, kicking up to about 425. Actually, it got as high as 4.3%. And the reason why folks should, uh, you know, kind of uh, raise a hand and and, and pay attention to that is the last time interest rates got that high, few months ago, that's when banks were failing, right? We had those three bank failures and the uh, government officials have tried to sort of keep that genie in the bottle and say like, hey, there's not going to be any more bank failures. So that's been something out there um, that we want to keep our eye on. It also is straining, I think, the stock market a little bit. We've also noted that while the stock market was up around 20% through the end of July, that it's been down a percent. The S and P is now up fifteen to sixteen percent. And what we've really noted, Dave, and and you know our listeners know that we've been saying, hey, this yes, sixteen percent. That sounds good for the market, or twenty percent. But without these seven or eight big technology stocks, mm-hmm. we've got the market up five percent. Wow, like ten points worse. So. Uh, the, the the Dow is only up three four percent, so that's showing you that there's not a lot of what they call breadth to the market advance, and it tells us that you know there's a little more risk out there in the market than you might otherwise think, right? Yeah. So we're going to be keeping an eye on those couple things. Uh, we also have uh, you know some obviously we're, we we got some fun stuff we like to do during the show as as well as. Uh, you know, talking to folks about, um, you know, some of the more technical um, market stuff. But, uh, 
Yeah, tell folks a little bit about uh, this uh, this feature we got going today, Dave. Well, we're going to go from Wall Street to Hollywood Boulevard, and we're going to actually learn some good lessons from celebrity uh, financial mistakes. But we're going to flip the flip the coin on that, and we have a special feature on a uh, celebrity success story featuring Leonardo DiCaprio. We even have a funny money feature, Russ, and that's going to be about someone who was a stubborn tenant, and it really paid off for him. So we do have a lot of fun. And stuff lined up. Well, yeah, that, that will be fun. And I was, uh, I was telling you offline uh, earlier, Dave, that um, I, you know, people wouldn't necessarily guess this, but as we talk about celebrity stuff, I actually received the daily emails from People Magazine and from Page <laughs> right. Six with like celebrity <laughs> gossip. Yeah. And, and you wouldn't necessarily think that this bald, you know, financial advisor likes his celebrity gossip, but you know, I, I really kind of <laughs> like it. You know, that all the, uh, so well, you have to have some some pastime that's not money, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That stuff. Keep, that stuff uh, does keep it light. So. Um, and, you know, as the year, you know, summer's going to drawing to a close here. You know, we have not been uh, sitting on the beach. That is for sure. We have uh, had a great many people through our offices uh, throughout Boston and uh, and the suburbs. Uh, and it's been great to see so many people. There's so much to talk about. Uh, like to see folks come in for that second opinion. Great to look at how much stock market risk you have. Most people have too much. Are you still having bond funds? Those are losing you money again. And uh, that's something that may not reverse soon. Um, there's a lot more to talk about uh, with that. And uh, it is a good chance, Dave, to offer the next five callers the opportunity to come in for a second opinion. And next five at no cost, no obligation too. 617-674-2000. 617-674-2000. To schedule coming up, we welcome Hackman Wealth Senior Vice President and Partner, Claire here. With the Wall Street sweeper and Clear here is in the studio now. Clear is the senior vice president of Hackman Wealth Partners. Just like Russ, Clear's goal is to well, her mission is to offer financial and retirement services, help uh, people guide them and navigate them to and through retirement, and help get them a clear picture of their financial life. And in and in an ever changing financial universe, Clear, we were just talking off the air about something new that's coming in 2024 regarding uh, your savings for retirement and the tax consideration there. Yes, yeah, so, so many retirement savers are not so happy about a law that's set to take effect in January 2024, and we'll tell you why. I mean, the provision was enacted in late 2022. It basically takes away one of the key tax deductions to workers age 50 and older. So if you had more than $145,000 or more in wagers the prior year, you can no longer put those catch-up contributions into the traditional 401k or similar plans. So it used to allow an upfront deduction on those dollars going in, but it would impose income taxes on future withdrawals. So those catch-up contributions, they help bump up worker savings late in their careers, and they can currently add 7500 7, to the 22500 annual limit. However, now, 
savers can only put ketchups into Roth 401ks, so not the traditional 401ks like they did before. So those won't be tax deductible. So future withdrawals from the Roth 401k accounts can be tax-free. There's some rules around that. But as many of these savers are in your peak earning years, putting those after-tax dollars into a Roth account when your tax rate is high can even reduce and erase those benefits of mm. those later tax-free payouts. So something to take you know, note of and just be prepared for that. It's going to go into effect in 2024. And you know, again, we have a lot of our clients looking for tax optimization. So we have to carefully look at their IRAs and see you know, what options are available for them. Yeah, that sounds like um, Secure Act 2.0 that had staggered provisions, and some of them yes. didn't go into place until uh, 2024. But And I noticed how heavy on Roth Secure Act 2.0 was. Whatever the motivation by the crafters of that legislation would be, I, I, I don't guess we know, but they really seem to be pro-Roth in that. Why do you think that yes. is? Well, I think also the government is, you know, they're trying to encourage people to save money. Now, they've also lifted the age limits on when you have to start taking your required minimum distributions from your IRA accounts. And one of the things they say, well, people should be saving more, so we want them to save more. And so they've raised it from 72 to 73, and then in 2030, it's going up to 75. So intuitively, you'd think, gee, I can save more, and I don't have to take those RMDs, so isn't that great? I don't have to take the money out now and pay taxes. However, if you think the tax rates are rising, when you take them out later in the future, a few years from now, you might pay a higher tax rate. So it's right. really not so great for individuals if we think tax rates are rising, which I think most people do think that the government has been spending excessively and tax rates probably will go up. Mm -hmm. So- there are some sort of nuances of that, these types of bills that become passed and you're wondering what the motivation is for the government. So you sort of have to think about carefully what's happening and how does it apply to you individually? See, I'm such a cynic. I thought it was my, my thinking was, well, there's so heavy Roth in it because they want the money now, <laughs> right now. But it actually, <laughs> Probably. It, it, it could play in your favor, though, as you just said. And when these tax rates sunset at the end of, I believe it's 2025, a lot of people are saying, yeah, they're going to go up. So this could be a good time to look at Roth. Exactly. And we, we look, we, we do help our clients, as I said, with tax optimization. We're helping people figure out what percent or what portions of their IRAs and pre-tax assets we can convert to a Roth in any given year, if that's a possibility for them. And again, that's something that a lot of financial advisors may ignore, but we see the benefits of having clients pass away and leave their legacy with after-tax assets to their beneficiaries or their children. So hopefully when those people inherit their assets, they won't have to pay taxes. So there's a real benefit to getting those Roth conversions in place and really developing a specific tax plan for yourself. Yeah, because the original SECURE Act uh, that came out in was passed or signed into law in 2020 eliminated the stretch IRA. So even though, so it's what, 10 years you have to liquidate if you're a non-spousal beneficiary, but it's better if it's, if, even if you have to liquidate in 10 years, if it's not going to be subject to taxation. Correct. And, and those rules are kind of, you know, some nuances within that as well. And even within the 10-year rule, for instance, if you're a spouse and you're like greater than 10 years away from your spouse when he passes away, so it could be like one day, your birthday is one day more than if you have a different set of rules. So they're very intricate. and You really have to look at, again, each case individually. And that's something that we can do with our team. Yeah, I'm sure people who, and especially who legacy is a major concern of theirs, uh, want to make sure that it is tax smart, <laughs> the legacy they leave behind. 
Exactly. Exactly. And I think a lot of financial advisors, you know, they'll maybe refer to their clients for tax accountant, et cetera. And I think that we have a little bit more in terms of service when it comes to helping people understand the taxes that they need to pay and the different ramifications. So it is one of the things we do offer as a financial advisor. Yeah. And it's important to look at the the tax impact in your retirement, because do you find that people think they go down and do they go down? Well, it really varies. I mean, again, if you can convert a lot of your pre-tax assets to after-tax assets, then you're going to see the amount of taxes you pay over a certain period definitely decline. Um, but you may you know, take the brunt of the hit up front when you do that conversion because you're going to have to pay that tax then. So it, it, there's so many different factors, again, that go into determining how one person's tax portfolio looks as opposed to another where they have inherited assets, um, You know, what, what type of accounts do they have? You know, do they have any capital gains? So you, we have to look at all these different things together. It's so much that you look at uh, a little bit before you, um, we open the phones for another opportunity to sit down with you, Claire and Russ and the team. Um, what, what are just an idea bullet points, some of the things that you look at when you meet with someone? Yeah. So we obviously um, are looking at people's financial statements and we're looking for everything from, are they paying, you know, hidden fees on their mutual funds? Um, What's happening, you know, performance wise to their accounts relative to a benchmark return with the same risk profile? What types of diversity do they have in their portfolio? Is it diverse enough? Are they too heavily invested in equities? So there are several different things that we're flagging for them. And then that, you know, also plays into, again, you know, into the tax discussion, um, which is part of our comprehensive financial plan. And they, they, it is so much that they do look at in fortifying you and your portfolio and your assets. And in, in the event of that Cat 5 storm that Russ always says, it will come. Uh, they do come along. Uh, so you can schedule now this comprehensive review. We'll open the phones for the next five at no cost, no obligation. Yes, anyone that has over $500,000 in investable assets, we would love to sit down and meet with you and look at your portfolio and give you some tips and give you a second opinion if you already have someone helping you with your finances. Next five, no cost, no obligation. It's easy to schedule. It's a simple phone call to 617-674-2000. That's 617-674-2000. Again, 617-674-2000. Coming up, We'll bring Russ back into the studio, and there's much more to talk about. We're back with the Wall Street Sweeper and Russ Hackman sweeping away the clutter of Wall Street. We just heard from Claire. Uh, Russ, Claire, Jack, the team, they work to help you get a clear picture of your financial life. And that is critical in that area of retirement if you're approaching that to make sure that you do have a good, clear picture. We've got somewhat of a celebrity theme here, Russ, today, and we're going to get into that a little bit. But uh, do you want to fire off our first uh, feature of the show? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, and it's an interesting uh, tidbit. Uh, funny money, right, Dave? Let's that- let's hear it. <laughs> This story proves that perseverance truly does pay off. It did in a really big way here. In 2004, developers Will and Arthur Zeckendorf bought the Mayflower Hotel in Manhattan's Upper West Side, along with several adjacent lots, for a little over $400 million. Their goal was to create the city's most exclusive residential building. 
They had a big challenge first, though. The tenants of the Mayflower Hotel could not be evicted. They had to legally buy them out. There were four men, all bachelors, left as residents, and the money started adding up. One of the men, 98 years old, accepted $1 million to leave. The second one, an aging show business agent, also in his 90s, took a similar sum. The third tenant was the son of World War II General Douglas I. Shell Return MacArthur. The best account shows he moved out for $650,000. Then there was Herbert Sukunik, the last one, and he didn't want to go, so he stayed and the developers did everything in their power to get him to leave. They even started noisy construction around his side of the building, but he stayed. And after two years, Sukunik received a reported $17 million to vacate the building, plus an additional $2 million replacement condo, which would be rented out to him for just $1 a month. Now that's perseverance paying off. Maybe perseverance is not the right word. Maybe just plain stubbornness. I want money. For Funny Money, I'm Dave Perkins. He was a stubborn one, wasn't he? <laughs> I gotta love those uh, stories. Did you ever Did you ever see the movie um, Up? You know, where yeah. there's, there's the old guy with mm-hmm. the, yeah, he's holding out and then he they're gonna wreck his house and I guess he floats away with a bunch of balloons. Great right. story. It, it really is. It was a good movie. Good and child's you, movie. You, and you know the name of the the loyal Boy Scout that, that helps him. Can you remember that? No. His name is Russell. Russell. <laughs> appropriately <laughs> named. Absolutely. Exactly. I like what you well, put together. You mentioned you're a fan of celebrity gossip. So we're actually using some celebrities here, Russ. And, and we've got scattered through the shows some celebrity financial failures that we can learn from. You want to uh, jump into uh, Steve McNair? Give us a story, Dave. And yes, we're, we're not trying to turn the show into People Magazine. We are actually trying to <laughs> no. learn something here. So let, let's go ahead. And we definitely can learn. Steve McNair, former NFL quarterback, given the name Steve Air McNair, but he was tragically killed at a young age in 2009. What happened? He didn't have proper estate planning, and he, he put his wife in a situation where she it ended up taking about five years and tens of thousands of dollars to get the money that she needed to support herself and her children from Steve's fortune. What lesson do we learn from that, Russ? Well, it, it for sure is estate planning, right? I mean, and uh, there's people out there, you either have a great estate plan are not great, but you have a state plan in place or you don't. Right. Right. For most folks that that, you know, have less than five million dollars, which is, you know, we certainly have clients who have more than that. But, you know, the bulk of people we meet have less than five million dollars. Your state plan can be pretty simple. We actually help people with estate planning and aligning with lawyers and can help people get it done for a lot cheaper we're not attorneys, but we have networks of attorneys that work with us at much lower rates because we package up all the info all nice and neat. So no excuse for not having a good uh, estate plan because it comes with other things like advanced planning directives. You don't want to be kept on life support, et cetera, et cetera. You know, everyone gets that. And, and, and uh, 
you know, talking about making sure you have the right estate plan in place, anything that can protect you from creditors, nursing home costs, that sort of thing. It's all part of talking about that. That all comes with a second opinion when you come in to see us. Dave, let's offer that opportunity to the next five callers that have saved $5,000 or more for retirement. 617-674-2000. 617-674-2000. Coming up, a client case study from Russ. Russ Hackman welcomes you back into the Wall Street Sweeper. Consumer Advocate Dave Perkins, our get-together with Russ Hackman, with clear hair, soon-to-be Jack Young of Hackman Wealth Partners joining in. Russ is the president of Hackman Wealth Partners, and Russ and the team, they're about helping you get a clear picture of your financial life, and they can actually be your coaches, your navigators, too, and through retirement and helping make sure, Russ, that you avoid mistakes. We learn from our own mistakes. We learn from the mistakes of people we know, we can even learn from celebrity mistakes, Russ, as we're kind of featuring in the show today. We have several more to get into. They make for uh, interesting content, but also good lessons. So uh, let's 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 get into our next one uh, coming up here. Billy Joel, Grammy-winning piano man, not the best in financial uh, being savviness. Uh, He refused to learn the business side of the music industry out of fear that it would limit his artistic integrity. So he actually handed a lot over to his brother-in-law to manage his sizable fortune. He wound up, he ended up taking a more than $30 million hit and uh, made investments not really in his best interest. Uh, What are we learning from Billy Joel there, Russ? Well, I mean, I guess it's a blinding glimpse of the obvious, but I think, you know, there's listeners out there and, and clients of ours who we've met that if you have a financial advisor, if you ask the question, well, who's your financial advisor? Sometimes it is a relative, a friend of a friend, a golf buddy. And, you know, when you stop and think about that, that may have not been the best possible way to sort of vet your financial advisor. You know, one of the things that I deal with in our, our industry and one problem that our industry has, obviously, is sort of a lack of trust, mm-hmm. right, from stories of like you know, that. either, <laughs> you know, there's outright theft, which is one thing, or inappropriate investments or high commission and high fee investments. Of course, we see that all the time. One of the things you can do with your advisor is just go on broker check you can just Google that. That's very check easy. And, and, yeah. and you can see if your advisor has any what's called disclosures. And some people haven't even checked that. They can Sometimes I've seen people who are surprised that their advisor has a public record of, you know, disclosable events, either lawsuits or complaints and that sort of thing. You know, but it also brings out sort of a, another issue, which is even more common than you know, we obviously we don't see so many stories of, of sort of outright theft or anything like that. Mm-hmm. We see a lot of situations where people have I'm, I'm kind of shifting the topic a little bit here where people have been with an advisor for a long time and either that advisor is you know we've, t- we've talked about this there's sort of two there's the accumulation stage of your life you know sort of walking up the mountain of gathering wealth and then mm-hmm. there's the decumulation stage of planning for retirement planning for your money to last planning for keeping your taxes down 
planning for, you know, less exciting, shall we say, returns, you know, tighter outcome in terms of not so many losses and we're not shooting for big gains either. That's just a different phase of your of your life. And there are professional planners like us who specialize in that. You know, we have hardly any clients that are younger than 55 unless, you know, they're they're kids of clients. And, um, you know, that's very, very common that people come in. They say, listen, I talked to my guy about, you know, am I going to be okay? They say yes. And then I say, well, how can I know for sure? And they give me that report that says, you know, you're probably not going to go broke, but you know, if you do, it's not our fault or just, Hey, you're going to be okay. And it's like, no, you got to see it in black and white. And that should be a signal to you that while that may have been an advisor that it could have been good for you while accumulating your assets, that's not the kind of advisor who really specializes in making assets last, protecting you from taxes protecting you from risk, so on and you so forth. You need the Sherpa to help you go down Mount Everest also. Exactly. And that that comes with that second opinion coming in to see us for a complimentary evaluation. Uh, and if you're with that first kind of advisor who may have been helpful to you earlier, it is probably time to interview somebody to and get that second opinion. So, Dave, let's please do offer that up to the next five callers that have saved $500,000 or more for retirement. Well, the great thing is, too, this is available at no cost, no obligation, 617-674-2000, 617-674-2000. Coming up, listener questions. Sweeping away the clutter of Wall Street, it's Russ Hackman and the Wall Street Sweeper here every week with giving us a lot to think about. Russ says that. I'm going to give you a lot to think about, and he does in our financial lives, and we need to be thinking about things if we're near retirement or maybe just in retirement, not feeling totally confident in the plan that we have. Uh, Russ shares stories of clients coming to him. He's got one coming up on red flags he discovered and solutions that he suggested. Russ is president of Hackman Wealth Partners, and Russ and the team, uh, clear, we hear from every week, soon to be Jack Young, part of the team on this show. They're all about helping you get a clear picture of your financial life. Well, Russ, I mentioned this. uh, You do share stories of people who come to you. You do notice red flags, and you do suggest solutions. Yeah, and there, there just are a lot of, of red red flags out there, and I think room for improvement in a lot of portfolios. And uh, it isn't to say that, you know, I was meeting with uh, a gentleman in my office the other day who said, you know, like, I kind of feel like maybe I didn't do the absolute best job, you know, with my plan or, you know, whatever. And it's like, you know, you if you get into our office with, you know, a good number, you know, and usually that's you know, a million or more. It's not Mm -hmm. to say it has to be a million or more, but most people come in to see us have that. Your job is to get in here with a million, two million, three million and up. And if you've done that, then you've done your job, right? Right. Our job is to make sure it lasts, make sure it continues to grow, make sure that we're mindful of any strategies to pay less in taxes or that we're watching out for those cat five storms that we're taking opportunities presented by higher interest rates because there's both problems 
with higher interest rates, but there are also opportunities in higher interest rates. That's our job, right? So, um, and as we talk about these case studies, people will come in to see us. They see myself or they see Claire or uh, they see Jack. And we're all a cohesive team. Obviously, I'm, um, you know, uh, the, the guy with his name on the door. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we all follow, you know, a philosophy that, uh, you know, we've created. Uh, I did mention, uh, Dave, that we're, you know, I'm writing a book that's coming out um, early to mid uh, next year. So looking forward to that kind of talking about this breaking conventional wisdom strategy. And, you know, this specific example uh, is is a good one. Um, you know, a couple came in to see us. Uh, this is a couple weeks ago in their mid 60s, retired again, done their job right, got into our office with $2 million saved, but saying, you know, Russ, like, you know, last year we took a hit this year, we're coming back a bit, you know, but we're, you know, we're worried. And we, you know, we hear you talk about the cat five storm. We don't really know if we're properly, you know, immunized or sheltered from that. Like let's, 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 let's look it over. Right. And, you know, we did the portfolio x-ray uh, on their accounts. You know, we saw just just right off the bat, this is what I see with most with most people is, okay, let's say you, you come in and you've got the, the typical 60-40 stocks bonds or 70-30 mm-hmm. stocks bonds or 80-20 or 50-50 or you're in target date funds, which are a mix of stocks and bonds. It's basically the same thing. And, you know, this particular couple get about $2 million dollars um, 60, 40 stocks, bonds. Okay. So what do we see right away? Well, we pull up our chart and we see, okay, well, the, the market drops 50%. That's a cat five storm every five to 20 years. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, in, in a decade, like the two thousands, you had September 11th and you had uh, the dot com crash and you also had the housing bus. That was two huge crashes in one decade. Oh, right? yeah. Usually that doesn't happen, but you can basically expect if you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s, even 80s, that at some point there's going to be one of those category five storms. And you would also have our friend, Mr. Buffett out there saying, hey, if you have money in the stock, don't have any money in the stock market, you can't afford to lose half of in the next 10 years. At some point mm-hmm. it can drop in half. Right. So, OK, you take this then this, the typical 60 40 stock bond uh, allocation that this couple have well if you have you have 2 million you got 60% in stocks well that's 1.2 million in stocks let's do our down 50% shock like Mr. Buffett recommends well that's down 600 grand right wow, that's a big and number and this couple's like what you know and yeah. it's not that they didn't you know but it's like well, wait a second. We would be really, really upset if we lost six hundred grand, and that down fifty percent is a virtual certainty sometime in the next twenty, thirty years. If you look at financial history, mm-hmm. right? And if we should be anything, it's students of history, right? And you know, the other thing is they're forty percent bonds, and it's like, well, why are we in those bonds? Well, it's it's because it's the other thing other than stocks, right? Are you know sixty percent stocks? 40% bonds. I guess our advisor put us there because it's safe. Well, when we pull up the the typical the, the bond funds that they were in, you know, they all lost 15 to 18% last year. And most of them are down this year, right? And if your advisor is telling you, by the way, your bond funds are going to come back, they are not. 
not unless interest rates go back to one and a half percent, which I don't think is happening anytime in the next 10 to 15 years. Right. So So it'll be a while in retirement. Like that's an eternity. They're saying, Russ, we got, so you're telling us we got risk in all of our assets. Basically they do. Right. From what you said. And it's like, Hey, okay, let's decide how, and to me, it's like, well, let's, we got to recut this whole thing. We got to say, well, how much risk can we handle? Well, okay. For most people, they shouldn't have 30 or 40% in stocks. Why? Because if they drop in half, you lose 15%, you lose 20%. Is that going to kill you? No. Okay. That's about the most I should have in stocks, right? Mm -hmm. The rest I should have safe. And that doesn't mean bonds or bond funds. That means CDs, T-bills, things that are earning 5% now. Yes, those yields will go down, but they still don't have any risk, right? And yeah, we got things like low-cost uh, annuities that uh, are principal protected come with some liquidity constraints, but I can get upside on the market that is, you know, can be seven, eight, nine, ten percent. Um, I want things like I got securities products that are similar to those annuity products uh, that are principal protected, protected plus upside. These are the things we want in our portfolio. So we reconstituted things for them so that 60% plus of their portfolio was safe. We increased the cash flow on everything. So less risk, more cash flow, tax plan. It's not rocket science, but that's what's needed to actually have a thoughtful plan. And it is a good opportunity, Dave, to offer people that opportunity. What does a fresh look at your plan look like, a fresh look at your your portfolio? Can you lower risk? Can you increase cash flow? The answer is probably yes. Come in and see us and talk about it to the next five callers that have saved $500,000 or more for retirement. And it's no cost, no obligation. 617-674-2000. 617-674-2000. Coming up, a market wrap up, and we'll take it back to Hollywood too for another celebrity financial failure. Sweeping away the clutter of Wall Street for the people they work with at Hackman Wealth Partners in the D.C. area, Northern Virginia, their office on North Fairfax Drive in Arlington. This is the Wall Street Sweeper. We hear from Claire here every week on the show, uh, but soon to be Claire and uh, Jack Young will be sharing the spotlight on this show. They are members of the team. Claire is partner and senior vice president. Jack Young is vice president. Russ Hackman, he's the one that, what did you say your name's on the on the door? there. <laughs> I mean, names on the door, but we all follow sort of a common philosophy that, uh, that, uh, you know, I, I initially developed and, uh, you know, certainly they've contributed to as well, but it, it is, as people have heard, it's very focused on, uh, safety, sheltering from cat five storms, consistency of cash flow, eye on, um, managing taxes, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so lucky to have a great team. Uh, we've got other, other folks behind us that uh, don't see clients day to day, but uh, very valuable team members as well. And, um, you know, so many great, our family of clients is so terrific as well. And, uh, you know, it really is a uh, you know, super motivating to help people every day, our existing clients and new folks coming in. 
that uh, you know it's just so confusing out there. We you know we talk about Wall Street makes things confusing on purpose. Yeah, right. And so that's not helpful. Uh, but it is, you know, our, uh, you know, our real joy day to day to, um, you know, kind of cut through this clutter and, and help people with, um, you know, I, I, one of the things I call the best kind of plan is the turn off the TV plan, right? Right. You're it's not like, panicked. Well, it's like, honey, the market just crashed. Do we have to change anything about next year? It's like, no, and turn it off. Right. Like, turn that thing know, off. Like, I don't want to hear you, it. You know, watching the news <laughs> is depressing, right? And it if really it's bad is. financial news, you want your financial plan to be as insulated as possible from uh, bad financial news. And it really is possible. Um, so uh, encourage folks to take advantage of those chances to come in and see us. Uh, we do have... Um, a little bit more on the celebrity gossip side. Well, it's not gossip. Uh, it is uh, Mis- lessons. Yeah, right? lessons, yeah. definitely. Well, actually, this one comes from James Gandolfini, who we all know, Tony Soprano. Um, unfortunately, he passed away at a very young age, and uh, age of 51. Three months after his death, it was reported that in his last will and testament, his estimated $70 million estate was divided uh, among his spouse and sisters. And while he may have been mob boss on TV, only 20% of his estate went to his wife, who had an unlimited deduction as his spouse. Sadly, this exposed 80% of his $70 million estate to the estate tax. So what's our lesson? Well, wow. Uh, And I don't recall his cause of death. That is so young. Heart attack, I think. Yeah, Yeah. he was uh, in Europe. Oh, my goodness. That's just awful. But. Yeah, no matter how old you are, you got to have the right estate plan in place. Obviously, for anyone who is subject to the federal estate tax, which right now is about you know eleven, twelve million dollars a person, uh, but that's going to be dropping in half here in two or three years, and so there's going to be more and more people subject to the federal estate tax. Uh, as you noted, you know you can your spouse is not going to be subject to that, uh, but um, you know, if you do have an amount of assets that's, you know, getting up into the high single digits, you know, 10 million plus, and we do have clients like that, you know, the estate planning takes on a particular emphasis. You know, obviously you want uh, as much of your money as possible to go to places other than Uncle Sam, right? Right. So, uh, you know, we've emphasized uh, estate planning. I think we got another pretty interesting story here you were going to you were going to touch on uh, as well Dave. Yeah, and I think you can add to this. Thank you sir, man. Have another. Kevin Bacon, he and his wife not saying that to Bernie Madoff, they fell victim to Bernie Madoff and his Ponzi scheme ended up losing an estimated 30 million dollars and one of the things that Kevin Bacon said uh, was that One of the big lessons he learned that if something seems too good to be true, it probably is. And you and I, Russ, were talking off the air. You, you, uh, you have had not a personal experience with Madoff, but observing him. Well, yeah, we did have. uh, I did have um, you know some experience in in one of the uh, trading desks that I was part of uh, back in the Wall Street days. um, We did have um, you know Madoff. Obviously, was an active trader on Wall Street and. we had a client who had asked us to take some credit exposure to Madoff, meaning that, you know, if there had been some flaw in the value of the assets, that that the institution that I was part of would have been exposed to that. And so 
we had to conduct uh, some due diligence on Madoff. And, um, you know, there were some red flags out there that I think people should have been aware of. Uh, you know, we weren't reading the future, but one of the things that uh, we looked at was, uh, and this is, this is an important lesson to carry over to everyone, is sort of separation of your advisor from the custody of your assets. So in this instance, you know, so normally assets might be custodied at like a Fidelity or a Schwab or another big firm. And even if your advisor is managing those mo- those those that money, they don't have the ability to actually touch it. Right. right? They can say buy this, sell that, but but Fidelity or Schwab or whoever is not going to allow that advisor to take money out. Right. And that's why. That's exactly. And in, in the case of Madoff, it had it turned out that, you know, the custodian was himself. Right. And so when we were when I was on this Wall Street desk, we we asked that question, who's the custodian? Well, it's Bernie Madoff security. So it's like, OK, that's red flag. Number one, <laughs> red flag. Number two was, well, OK, he manages 40 billion or whatever. Allegedly, he did. Wow. And, um, you know, so who's his accountant? You know, is it one of the big four accounting firms that, you know, we would all know? It's like, no, it was a guy on like a strip mall in Jersey, right? So, again, I'm not. So that, you know, he was kind of failing uh, due diligence 101 there. Mm -hmm. We we declined that deal. I'm not saying we were geniuses or anything like that. But it does go to show you that you got to do basically, you know, basic homework. That means separation, you know, having an independent custodian. It means, you know, look up your advisor on public databases. Broker check, for example, is one that anyone can Google to see if their advisor has any complaints on their record. You know, and these are, you know, important things to do to make sure that your money is safe. You know, I tell people the way you keep your money safe is, you know, whether you're dealing with us or anything else, you know, it doesn't flow through Russell Hackman's pockets, right? It flows through. Right. It flows among big financial institutions that, you know, have controls to make sure that your money is very, very safe. Um, you know, and that's that's sort of part of, uh, you know, what we call due diligence 101. Um, and, you know, and you don't we don't see so much outright fraud out there among people that we run into so much as just, again, excess fees, excess, you know, poor returns misallocation, income too low. Maybe some all old those, school suggestions. Right. All of those things are, are, are things that we turn up in the um, portfolio x-rays, the second opinions, uh, the complimentary financial reviews that we provide to folks. And I do want to thank everyone for listening. And this is our last chance to offer folks the opportunity to come in. Let's offer that, Dave, to the next five callers that have saved $500,000 or more for retirement. And the number to schedule with Russ Hackman, 703-997-5500, 703-997-5500. Again, it's 703-997-5500. Hackman Wealth Partners here in the area, Arlington, North Fairfax Drive. And on the radio, too, we'll see you next week right here, same time, for The Wall Street Sweeper.
Russ Hackman, Claire Hare, and Jack Young are investment advisor representatives of Retirement Wealth Advisors Incorporated, an SEC registered investment advisor. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Wealth Advisors LLC, BWA, a registered investment advisor and an affiliate of Brookstone Capital Management LLC. BWA and Hackman Wealth are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BWA, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. The opinions expressed by Russell Hackman, Claire Hare, Jack Young, and their guests on this radio show are their own and do not reflect the opinions of this radio station. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Any strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. Before acting on any information mentioned, please consult with qualified tax or investment advisor to determine if it is suitable for your specific situation. This program is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject covered. Any comments regarding safe and secure products and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by BWA. Indexed or fixed annuities are not designed for short-term investments and may be subject to caps, restrictions, fees, or surrender charges as described in the annuity contract. Guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuer. Agents receive payment in the form of commission and or other compensation, such as a percentage of the organization's profits from selling an annuity from the insurance company. Registered investment advisors and investment advisor representatives act as fiduciaries for all of our investment management clients. We have an obligation to act in the best interests of our clients and to make full disclosure of any conflicts of interest, if any exist. Please refer to our firm brochure, the ADV2A Item 4, for additional information.